Welcome to another edition of the CIC Cast. Hey, that's some new intro music. How about that? Composed by yours truly in GarageBand, having no musical talent whatsoever. So hopefully you enjoy it. Trying to uh, mix things up here as the CIC cast turns 90, believe it or not. Episode 90. I was looking back through the archives today, and uh, yeah, 90 episodes. This is number 9-0, so uh, that 100 plateau. Moving up on that uh, at my current pace, we'll get there sometime in 2019, I think. But uh, we are back here on a every-other-week basis. How about that now as we uh, come back to you after returning from a long hiatus a few weeks ago? And hope you'll enjoy... This week's edition of the CIAC cast. Got a few interesting guests lined up for you this week. First off, we are going to talk with uh, Nick Delizio, the softball coach for North Brantford High School. They're having a fine year, one of three teams still unbeaten in the world of Connecticut High School softball. We're going to chat with him a little bit talk about their season. Then we're going to get on the phone with Mike Anthony, the new columnist for the Hartford Current, a familiar name for sports fans in Connecticut. has been working for the Current for a number of years, but recently uh, assumed a new role as as the lead columnist for the Current. We're going to talk to him about that new position. Uh, Recently posted a a story, wrote a story about uh, legendary uh, North Haven baseball coach Bob DeMeo. Talked to him a little bit about that as well and just uh, how he envisions his coverage of high school sports in that new role that he's serving for the current and then we are going to be on the phone as well with Pete Paguaga of Game Time CT and Hearst Media talking to him about some uh, some of the new ventures that he's undertaken since uh, rejoining uh, Game Time CT so a couple media folks in new positions and uh, and a high school coach are on tap for this edition of the CIC cast we hope you uh, will stick around listen to these conversations got some good things coming up I think on this edition of the podcast. So we thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, I'm Joel Cookson. I don't know if I introduced myself in my little spiel about my lack of musical talent as I composed that, uh, that new intro. Quickly, as always, we want to remind you, uh, if you're checking out the podcast, you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play and Stitcher as well. If you listen to us on iTunes, we'd love it if you'd rate us and leave us a review. And, of course, please subscribe to all to the podcast in any or all of those venues. You, get, uh, you don't have to check back and find out if you've missed an episode. You get all of them sent directly to you whenever I decide to, uh, to get my butt in gear and post a new uh, episode of the podcast. So I hope you'll check that out. Uh, If you're looking for CIAC information, uh, you can always check out CIACsports.com. This time of year, you're going to want to bookmark that Tournament Central page. That's where we will have uh, the pairings released once uh, the spring tournaments uh, get underway. You'll have all the schedules there, rosters there, um, anything you could possibly want. Archives, it's all there at at the Tournament Central page on CIACsports.com. Sign up for email and text alerts. Uh, That's another good way to find out if there have been schedule changes, something that uh, unfortunately has been happening far too often as the spring conspires against our spring sport athletes over the past few weeks. Um, Follow us on Twitter at CIACsports. Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports is another place to get great information. We're also on Instagram at CIAC Sports there as well. So those are all the places. And you can also email the CIAC cast by emailing CIAC. Actually, I don't know. CIAC. Yeah. CIAC. C-A-S-T at C-A-S. CIACcast.org. So CIACcast. I couldn't remember how many C's we had in there. CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. Let me know if there's folks that you want to uh, have on as guests, topics, anything you'd like to share. Uh, feel free to do it 
using that email address. So that's uh, that's what we've got coming up. Going to be a busy few weeks here as we uh, we charge into the spring championship season. Hopefully the weather cooperates with us and lets, uh, lets those things get off uh, without a hitch. We know that's certainly not going to happen, but we can hope. Um, so we'll uh, hopefully have those things uh, under control here in the coming weeks. As I mentioned, that tournament central page is going to be a critical one. Want to make sure you have that. And, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter. During the, uh, the tournament season, we tweet out the results of every single tournament game. Uh, so you follow us on Twitter. You are going to be filling up your timeline with CIAC tournament results. Uh, before we get to our guests, we always like to do a quick uh, edition of things you might have missed on CIAC Sports. Com. Did a profile there, a feature on one of our uh, scholar-athletes. A few weekends ago, you may have noticed that the, uh, the CIAC Scholar-Athlete Banquet, one of our big uh, big events, one of our favorite things, and last time on the CIAC cast, we had uh, Shine Ogumake, uh, who served as our keynote speaker. She did a fantastic job, um, so we thank her and hope you enjoyed listening to her. But following the, uh, the banquet, we posted a feature on one of the scholar-athletes, Amber Raisner from Hall High School, a uh, feature on her and uh, one of the many, 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 many great stories from our CIAC uh, scholar-athletes. There's also a story there and uh, posted about the New England Student Leadership Conference. If you are a, uh, a Connecticut student leader, you want to... Uh, Consider this great opportunity. It's a couple days in the summer. We uh, we take you out to a college campus in Massachusetts. Uh, great leadership workshops, all kinds of great uh, opportunities to, to to interact with other students and get some leadership training. So check out that information on CIACsports.com as well. And, of course, Linked Up is uh, we, we our weekly feature there. Uh, last week we were a little bit delayed. Uh, I had a sick kid at home, so that threw off my Linked Up schedule for that week. But we did manage to post it. It was posted late Saturday night usually up on Friday uh, mornings or Friday early afternoon. We'll see what time we get it up today now that we're uh, finalizing the podcast on a Friday. But uh, either way, there will be a new edition of Linked Up. There's a great one from last week. There will be one from this weekend as well. So check all that out at CIACsports.com. It's a one-stop shop for all of your uh, CIAC information and uh, and need. So we check that out. Also, of course, uh, the NFHS Network just had a call yesterday confirming our uh, our broadcast coverage plans for the spring championships. If you want to uh, subscribe now, a 30-day pass, which we are, I believe, inside, yeah, well inside 30 days for our spring championship weekend. You'll be able to see all four baseball championships, uh, all three boys lacrosse championships, all three girls lacrosse championships, as well as the uh, outdoor track and field open, and probably, I believe, the open championship finals in boys and girls singles and doubles tennis. So all of that for uh, a 30-day subscription uh, is a pretty good deal, and that's not including there will be early round and, and possibly semifinal uh, broadcasts as well uh, on the network. So the NFHS Network, go to nfhsnetwork.com slash CIAC. Sign up for a subscription there. It will be well worth it. Uh, as I said, uh, I just did the quick math there. That's about 12, uh, 12-ish uh, championship events uh, that you're certainly going to get, and there may be more as well as we head through the spring championships. So check that out as well. So that's what we've got there, and uh, let's quickly now uh, also share the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation who remind you that drunk driving continues to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming almost 10,000 lives each year. In 2011 alone, there were 9,878 fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That works out to about an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, 
fans and family, please always designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. Memorial Day weekend coming up. It's a big, uh, you know, uh, extended holiday weekend. Please be safe if you're out uh, at events, at parties, uh, celebrating. Please, please, please designate that, so- that sober driver and, uh, and make sure you're keeping everybody safe on the road. That's our message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. So let's get to our guest for this week. Uh, you know, we, we talked to, um, as we look at potential guests, we obviously get a lot of media folks here on the CIAC cast because I like having them on because they've got a good feel for what's uh, what's making news and what are the interesting stories around the state of Connecticut. But you could pick any sport, any division, any class, anything uh, in the spring sports season, and you'd be able to find a ton of good stories. But I decided to uh, to just almost pick one, not at random certainly, but just uh, you know kind of look into, at the pairings and see my, what where we might be able to find an interesting story. And for me. I was looking at the Class M softball rankings, uh, and as I mentioned, North Brantford, one of the uh, only three teams, uh, softball teams in Connecticut without a loss. Another one happens to be Northwestern in that same uh, classification, and really just interested in that Class M softball rankings. you got kind of a, uh, a melting pot of, uh, of high school sports in Connecticut. You've got that North Brantford team, you've got Northwestern from the, uh, obviously, the Northwest part of the state. You've got Griswold from the eastern part of the state. You have perennial power uh, Seymour, one of the top uh, softball programs historically in Connecticut, the defending champion. You've got a couple uh, perennially strong Catholic schools and Northwest Catholic and St. Joseph in there. You've got Berlin from the CCC, uh, Norwich Tech, a couple technical schools in there as well. So just an interesting uh, smorgasbord of, uh, of of stories and teams in that Class M rankings. They're all having strong seasons, shaping up to be a really interesting uh, tournament there in Class M. So I wanted to get in touch with one of the coaches from that uh, from that uh, classification from North Brantford, Nick Delizio. His team was the runner-up in Class M last year. They have yet to lose a game, 18-0 at this point in the season. So I wanted to get on the phone with him, kind of check in and see what's happening with his program here as we wind down the spring sports season. As we wind down the uh, end of this rainy spring uh, season here, there are currently three uh, softball teams in the state of Connecticut that have not suffered a loss as of yet, and one of them is the North Brantford Thunderbirds and the head coach of that team, Nick Delizio, joins us on the CIC cast now. Coach, thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. My pleasure to have you on. So, uh, as I said, um, we're uh, one uh, one team here in Class M, uh, North Brantford, that has yet to suffer a loss as we speak and, and record this interview. They are eighteen and zero. So, I just wanted to get in touch with you and, and talk a little bit about your team here. As uh, now in your fourth season as the head coach, uh, a team that has had a, a nice little run here over the past couple of years. What were your expectations for this uh, this North Brantford squad coming into the season this year? Well, coming into the season, obviously, you know, you want to build off of what you did in the previous season. Um, last year, um, last year's model was trying to find our identity because we did lose a lot of senior heavy. Uh, we did lose a lot of senior girls that were very talented mm-hmm. and kind of creating their own name for themselves. And towards the end of the season last year, we got hot at the right time. We started playing uh, up to our potential. And uh, we were able to win another Shoreline Championship. And then going into the state tournament, you know, it was let's challenge ourselves. How far can we go? If you lay it all on the line, game in and game out, um, you guys can do something special. You girls can do something special. And uh, kind of riding it right to the state championship game, you know, playing a tough, tough game against Seymour. And, um, you know, obviously the outcome wasn't what we expected, 
or wanted, um, but it was a good motivation for this year. So this year, obviously, you want to go and take care of your own backyard. You want to, you know, win another Shoreline Championship. And then from there, um, you know, we've reached the uh, championship last year in the States. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to do this year. That's the goal for this program. So Shoreline first, and then see, uh, and then try to take care of some unfinished business in the state tournament. So that's great. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of was curious how you were approaching this season, and um, you talked about you know that season where you had a team that lost some seniors, and uh, you know were trying to kind of make its own name for itself. And I know one of the kind of the challenges, but also fun things about, you know, a, a high school coaching, a high school program is that you get kind of a different season every season. So what's uh, what's been unique or different or, or, or special about this year's North Brantford uh, team, at least through, uh, you know, the, the bulk of your regular season? I would say what is helpful is that we got girls, freshmen all the way up to, uh, to seniors that are contributing in the program. Um, you know, it's not just a you know, a senior heavy class or an upper classman, you know, heavy team, we got a pretty even keel throughout. Um, you could see that different girls step up every game. Rather than relying on, you know, one person, you know, to go through gaming day now as far as up at the uh, at the plate, mm-hmm. you know, different girls are getting the big hit, that have the big moment. You know, they're just kind of uh, taking it in, you know, and not trying to do too much. Like, one day, you know, my left fielder might have, uh, the big clutch hit. The next day might be the first baseman. You know, right. one of those. You can always rely on someone picking each other up, and it's good. So you're not always relying on that one person. Um, you know, at the plate, obviously with pitching, we have uh, you know Sydney Inertia. That is huge. Um, that is definitely one of the uh, big reasons of the to one of the big reasons of why we're successful this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has just been very dominant on the mound. Um, and, you know, pitching in big games and shutting down big opponents, you know, only has let up a couple earned runs all season long. Right. Um, high strikeout rate, at least. She's averaging over 10 strikeouts a game. So, obviously, the pitching, you know, everyone associates high school softball. Well, how good is your pitcher? Well, I feel that she is one of the best in the state. Yep. And I know that's a, that's a huge help for us because as uh, offense, you know, if we score a few runs, play some defense, make the plays, Sydney is there to pick us up on that end, which not uh, a lot of teams have that luxury. Yeah, no question. That's uh, it's it's such a game changer and, and such I'm sure a, a security blanket for you as the coach uh, to to have that kind of dominant uh, dominant pitcher that you can can rely on in softball. Um, you know, you talked about kind of the the expectations and and how you were approaching this season starting out. Obviously, we we mentioned uh, no no losses so far, but how would you sort of um, you know, how are you feeling about the team at this point? Uh, a couple games left in the regular season, and then, as you said, start turning your attention towards the uh, towards the championships, both the Shoreline and the and the CIC. So, how are you? Obviously, the results couldn't have gone much better, but kind of how are you? How are you feeling about the team? What's the temperature of the team at this point, uh, with just a couple games left in the regular season? I think the team is in its right frame of mind um, as far as where we need to be and so forth. Uh, we have been playing some closer games. So far down the stretch, and you know it's always tough because you want to, you always want to learn from your mistakes. And you know, in, in a loss, you should say, you know what, if we did this, we would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's tough because you go in every game, and you've been, we've been successful. So it's like, well, what have, what do we need to work out? What consistently, you know, if we do this, you know, drill, or if we, if we are better base running, or if we 
you know, work on more hitting, you know, then it will help us. Like, if you, let's let me rephrase that. All right. Sure. Let me rephrase that. Yep. All right. Um, obviously, with the success of winning, you want to, you know, it's a lot harder to kind of look back and say, okay, what do we need to work on? Because you're getting the end result of a W. Yeah. Um, so what I like to take from that, we've been playing a lot of close games lately, is, you know, the little things. You know, if we scored five runs uh, one game, you know, we might have had the potential to score, you know, eight runs. What didn't we do in those situations? Maybe it was a base running thing. Maybe it was swinging at a pitch that was in a uh, count that was, in our, that was in a favorable count that you shouldn't have swung at. Like right. kind of understanding more of a mental approach to the game. Uh, batting, you know, understand uh, bunting coverage, uh, situations, uh, base running. Always trying to take something away from each game that we what we could learn on and improve on. Uh, obviously, we played a close game against uh, the fifth ranked team Griswold, mm-hmm. and uh, close games. I, I mean, you know, little luck was involved in that as well. You know, a couple infield hits here and there. Sure. You know, they make a mistake. You know, you tag up on. Uh, I felt like I was watching the 2000. Uh, one World Series at bat over with Luis Gonzalez just popping over Jeter's head off the, <laughs> you know, the fisted base hit because that's how he ended up scoring some runs. You know, a little luck here and there, you know, executing the plays. And obviously, uh, Sydney pitching a great game. But, you know, you take away, what can you take away of that? What, what, how many runs should we have scored? You know, were there chances to do other things? You know, how can we learn as a team, including myself as a coach? You always got to be open to learn. You always do a self-reflection, at least I do. Okay, how could I coach this game better? Yeah. What could I have done? You know, uh, I got a great assistant coach, John Rapport, that uh, we work together. You know, we're both teachers in the school. We both have the same, like, prep blocks off. It's great that we can, like, say, hey, what can we do to make our team better today? And, yeah. like, the motto is for the girls, you always want to come into practice. You know, you're at one level, and you want to leave two hours later saying, I'm a better player than I was two hours before I came here. Yeah. So that's like the goal, what we're trying to do, trying to improve on every day. And just, you know, kind of keeping that mindset one game at a time. I know we have two games left in the season. Um, and, you know, we still have, we're still goal-oriented. We're preparing for the playoffs. You know, we're playing two uh, quality programs, Berlin and Valley. And, uh, you know, those games are going to get us ready for the uh, tournament and, you know, just take it from there because, you know, once the tournament starts, it's it's pretty much one and done. Yeah. So you, you don't want to have any regrets. That's the one thing we told them. Just lay it all on the line. You just If you play your best game and the other team ends up beating you, at least you can have no regrets. You never want to go into a game saying, I wish I did this, or how come I didn't do this, or I wish I did this and practice more to prepare for a situation. Um, you know, you, we never want the girls to say that. So that's what we kind of go with. If you're going to be at practice, going with the mental mindset that, you're going to get better, and it's going to help you improve along with helping our team improve. Yeah, no, I'm sure that that's uh, an, an interesting challenge. Obviously, you know, a challenge that probably any coach in the in the state would would like to, you know, how do you kind of keep your team trying to improve when, when all they've had is uh, is success in the win-loss column? But that is, you know, uh, pr- I'm sure presents a, a challenge in its own right, uh, you know, for the coaching staff to to find ways to keep them, uh, keep the team hungry and, and keep them motivated. You uh, you talked about kind of that, that one game at a time attitude, but then also, you know, the expectations prior to the season, you know, um, in terms of trying to accomplish, continue to accomplish some things in the shoreline and, uh, and in the CIC tournament. I'm curious how much, you know, do you talk about that with the team? Is it more, you know, kind of 
in, in your mindset, just kind of what you're thinking about? Do you talk to the team about it? Is that a, a topic of conversation or is it more trying to focus on, you know, the games and they know that the tournaments are coming up uh, and what that's going to entail? How do you handle that? How do you approach that with the team? Well, what I did at the beginning of the season, you know, we were allowed to uh, schedule out of conference games. So you you want to schedule out of conference games as far as, um, you know, how's it going to help you down the threat? Mm-hmm. So we talk about one game at a time, and when well, – let me restart that. The bell rang here. Sure, no problem. So, um, the talks with the uh, team, you know, how is each game going to prepare you for the tournament? Um, we have four out-of-conference games, and, you know, I scheduled them against quality opponents because you want to get tested. You don't want to go through the entire season, you know, playing teams that you probably pretty much have no business playing as mm-hmm. far as, you know, you don't really want tough games. You want to go and challenge yourself to kind of prove that, hey, if you play your best game and another team plays your best game and it's a close game and you come out on top, you know, you show that you can, you know, you can reach this potential. Yeah. Or if you don't come out on top, then it will show, show the weaknesses of the team. Um, so, you know, we're playing Griswold once, East Haven twice, and we have a game against Berlin. Those are top-quality teams, teams that have won uh, a state championship, mm-hmm. uh, teams that have been in the finals, semifinals, teams that have uh, battled. And always say that these teams are going to prepare you because you're, putting in, you're put in a position to play bigger teams. You're not scared, like, oh, my God, we, we might have a team that goes – you know, 20 and 0, but if they don't play any out of conference uh, games that are really significant or really hard, it's not really going to help you. So you kind of want to have your team te- uh, battle tested. Um, those East Haven games and uh, Griswold game, and the Griswold game so far have been, you know, flags that you say, hey, you know, these can these can help you become a better team. Mm-hmm. So and kind of show you. And so we work off of that, and then obviously with some tough conference opponents as well. Um, now we have safety from Coggenshock, uh, Hale Ray, you know, all these closer, uh, all these teams from other, uh, from the other part of the division or in the conference, they have really uh, helped us kind of gauge uh, like where we are, you know, what we need to do to, you know, win games and so forth. So we do, we do go on a game-to-game basis, but we also say that it's going to help you in the uh, future as far as playing in the tournament time. Right. Your battle tested. Yeah. Nope. Certainly. Uh, certainly, that's what the the mindset that you would want your team to have. So you kind of, uh, as I said, you know, have pointed out here a few times here. One of the uh, one of the three undefeated teams. There's currently two of them in uh, in Class M. I'm just curious, just as you uh, you know look around and and you know maybe uh, start looking ahead a little bit. Just how would you? Uh, you know, what have you kind of seen from some of this, uh, the teams that maybe you're hoping to face uh, down the road in Class M? If you were kind of just looking at that, uh, you know, the rankings right now as they stand and, and, you know, some of the perennially strong teams, there's certainly some of those in Class M as well. I'm just kind of curious how you sort of are uh, are eyeing the, the tournament fields a little bit as we start uh, winding down the regular season. Oh, I mean, at this point in the season, you're eyeing the tournament, kind of seeing what you're going to play, uh, you want to go and scout games. I mean, as of, if the season ended right now, I know who exactly we would play and who are the two other possible prospects. I did a whole formula. I can see, kind of plug it in. So I, I know who's, as of right now, I know who's on our, uh, who's in our bracket, who's on our side, who's playing who, even on the other side. And, you know, I just update them every day and just kind of plug them in there and they, they just, you know, change within a second. And you can kind of gauge on what you're going to uh, be facing, you know, who you're, uh, who can be a possible opponent. And 
I mean, you, you follow what teams do in the paper, kind of see what girls on other teams are, you know, uh, who is hitting the ball well, who's pitching well, who's got this, who's got that. You hear from other people, you know, here and there, and you know, obviously you go and scout other teams. You got you got to go watch kind of for yourself because yeah. sometimes you could see what uh, you go in you go in person. Uh, and see what certain girls do, what their tendencies are at the plate. You know, if they open up, they drop their hands, they have late timing, you know, who's got a slow bat, long, long swing, all these things that you kind of keep in uh, check. And you just take notes on it and you just see what they have to offer you because, you know what, when if you end up going to play them down the road, at least you have the notes on them and so forth. And uh, I, I think it's crucial. I feel like if you want to be successful, you know, scouting another team can definitely help you out, um, you know, immensely. I we do it in uh, basketball. I'm one of the assistant coaches in North Bradford, and I know, I mean, we'll go scout teams all the time. And yeah. uh, it definitely helps, you know, what for defenses. And same thing for uh, softball, you know, seeing what their tendencies are, how they play to the bond, how they play for the slap, what they do for uh, certain situations. So anything that you can get an advantage on, I feel, as a coach is, you know, something you want to do. So, you, you know, you sacrifice your time, but in the end, you're doing it for the girls that you coach. You yeah. know, that's it. You're doing it for the team. Yeah. So a lot uh, a lot on your plate here as we're going forward. And um, so I'll just let you uh, let you wrap up here. As we said, uh, you know, two games left in the regular season and then into tournament time, uh, weather permitting here for the, the remainder of the spring. And, gosh, we're really hoping we finally get some breaks with that. But, uh, you know, I just want to ask, what do you sort of feel like – this team, your your North Brantford team, is going to need to do to, to finish the season strong and then head into the tournament strong and, and maybe come away with a, another Shoreline Championship and, and possibly a CIAC Championship. What are going to be the keys uh, or for North Brantford uh, to kind of put together the year that you're kind of hoping this team can put together? Keeping the foot on the gas. That is number one. Don't let up. You know, at this point in the season, you know, just give it all you got. Go hard. Try to score as many runs as possible. Make all the plays. Do whatever it takes. Um, there's a lot of good teams find a way to win. We've been finding a way to win in close games, and, you know, that's it. Uh, the team, the girls are very motivated. They're driven. They have a goal in mind. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder. Um, they're, they're fearless, too, which is, you know, something you can't coach. They're hungry. They're fearless. Um, you, you know, you can tell that they're waiting for this postseason to start. Um, that's that's when, it, you know, postseason ball, is, that's a ton of fun to be coaching uh, and kind of fun to see the girls, you know, get involved with that, you know, soak it all in, playing their hardest, being hungry. You know, that's when you see that, and uh, that's when coaching, you know, what it's all about and seeing, you know, how far you can go and kind of see how tested your team will be. Because obviously the goal is to win the Shoreline Championship along with winning a state championship this year. Yep. Well, we uh, we certainly uh, we're going to keep an eye on it, and uh, and Nick, we really appreciate it. As I said, you know, there's so many uh, interesting stories and teams to uh, to follow out there. We certainly can't get them all on the podcast, but uh, I know this has uh, uh, been a fun uh, season for you so far this year, and we appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us about what uh, what the season's been like and what you might have in store going forward. So thanks very much, and best of luck to the team uh, as you wrap up the season and head into the postseason. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all that you've, you've done to accommodate uh, North Brampton softball. I think it's awesome. So thank you.
Thanks so much to Coach Delizio. As I said, you know, there's there's countless, countless, countless. We really could have uh, could thrown a dart at the page and, and found a coach to talk to who would have had an interesting story, an interesting perspective on where their team is at this point uh, in the uh, the spring season. But uh, thought with the undefeated season so far and uh, coming off uh, a championship runner-up performance a year ago, that Coach Delizio would have some interesting perspective on uh, on where his team is right now uh, as they move forward. And as I said, that Class M soft ball uh, divisional rankings is really just a lot of interesting schools in there and kind of a, a compelling storylines as we move forward. So thank him very much for joining us. Next up, we have from the Hartford Current, Mike Anthony. As I mentioned, he recently uh, assumed the role of uh, lead columnist, sports columnist, general columnist for the Current, uh, a new position for him. He's been covering a variety of things for the Current for many years now, so I wanted to get on the phone with him. I talked to him about uh, the new position, how that's going to change things for him, some of the uh, the, the things that he might be looking for in the world of high school sports going forward. Just a general conversation about his new role with The Current and, uh, and how he envisions it. Very happy to have on the phone Mike Anthony from the Hartford Current, a name that I'm sure is uh, familiar to Connecticut sports fans uh, over the past uh, decade or more uh, from his work covering uh, primarily college sports. And uh, recently he has ascended to a new position with the Current. So we wanted to chat with him a little bit about that new job and what that might entail. So, Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Good morning, Joel. Great to be here. Uh, really excited to uh, to talk to you and what I'm sure is kind of a, an exciting and uh, and maybe a little overwhelming at this point uh, new position. So for folks who are unaware, Mike uh, was named as the new sort of lead columnist for the current uh, covering sports uh, for the paper. So I just wanted to, to start off and, and ask you, you've been uh, primarily, as I said, on the college beats for the past uh, you know decade or more. So what's, uh, what's different and, and what's kind of new uh, about this new challenge and, and new position that you're uh, – undertaking with the current yeah it's it's an exciting time joel and the, the interesting thing is that i've bounced around quite a bit um different parts of connecticut and spent a lot of time around a lot of great people and a lot of great programs uh, over the years and as you mentioned most recently pretty much exclusively on the college sports front mm -hmm. um covered uconn basketball the men's team from 2005 to 2011 and then Moved off of that and did a lot of feature writing, most of which was college-based, and covered the football team the last two years, covered the women's basketball team last year. Um, so that, that I didn't realize that at the time, but that was really kind of, um, that experience was valuable in, in building, building up kind of a base of knowledge and relationships that will really help me moving forward where I'm in a, in a role where I'll, I'll be doing a lot of different things day-to-day yeah. um, -day and um, have to kind of show some versatility, but you know, and all that experience I have covering different things extends into the high school world too. It's just I've been a little bit removed from that, but I did a, a lot of high school sports coverage for the current in my earlier days, um, say 1999 through 04. Um, I was around the high school sports team quite a bit, so um, you know, I'm looking forward to parachuting back into the high school scene uh, as part of this job because that's certainly a big part of it, uh, you know. Um, UConn Sports is as well. And sure. Again, I'll be doing a lot of everything, but yeah, it'll be nice to get around the high school scene again. I, I, I've been pretty far removed from it other than um, popping in here and there for a championship game or a, or a Thanksgiving game. So yeah, um, looking forward to, to meeting, meeting or, or getting reacquainted with some people that I met over the years. Yeah, you talked about sort of the, the you know, 
not necessarily the the focus on one uh, one topic that you you've been primarily doing for the past uh, you know number of years. What 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 excites you the most about kind of this new the new position and and sort of maybe uh, broadening and and being able to cover more things? Well, um, like anything in sports journalism, that has always excited me. It's it's mostly the people, Joel. There's just it's a lot of good people in our state doing a lot of good things and therefore there's a lot of good programs and, and good teams and there's just a lot of great stories to tell whether it's you know the quarterback of the UConn football team or um, or a, a player that's not necessarily as, as high profile on a, on a local high school team so mm-hmm. um, I just am a people guy I really I really like people uh, building them up not tearing them down I, I, I just am fascinated by um, the different journeys of coaches over the years and, and athletes and just all that goes into um, the kind of the, uh, the student-athlete experience sure. um, on the coaching front, the teaching experience. Um, I, I, like the, I like the energy at events, you know. Um, everything that excites people involved in these sports, I think, excites me as, as someone who's able to kind of document their achievements and, and be on the side watching, so... It's really just about the people. There's good stories everywhere, Joel, as you know. Yeah. Um, you know, people have different platforms and have different eyeballs on them, but a good story is a good story, and I think there's there's certainly no shortage of, of good stories on, on the uh, <clears throat> uh, high school front. Yeah, no question. That's certainly one of the things that uh, that 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 brought me to this position with the CIAC is trying to uh, you know find ways to to get those stories told. So we're excited to have uh, have you uh, in the mix now, uh, uh, kind of helping to tell those stories. So I'm curious, uh, you know, and this is more, I guess, maybe a little bit more of a process question, but just you know, do you sort? How do you sort of plan, or, or have you thought about you know how you're kind of go about kind of getting back into the mix, whether it's with high school or, you know, the sort of just change in approach in, in finding the stories? Do you have, uh, you know, is it just you feel like you're going to end up writing about the news of the day? I'm sure there's always going to be some of that. But, uh, you know, how do you do you sort of have you thought about how you're kind of going to approach sort of trying to, to get out and, and find some of these stories that uh, that do excite you and uh, that you do want to share with folks? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think there's there's a big picture way to look at it. Um, in that you, you take a look at the state and you and uh, you know I've thought about it this way we maybe I want to try and build inside out you know get to know the, the programs and the people very close to Hartford um, and start moving out in, in rings so to speak and mm-hmm. um, you know hit hit our main coverage areas and, and try and find stories that way and, and develop kind of a develop a kind of a long term plan and in cooperation with people in our, our office about where we where we need to be where we want to be, what's important to our readers, getting feedback from our readers, um, you know, where we can generate the most interest or, or, or where we can respond to the most interest. Sure. Um, but, but then also just being new to this um, and starting out, um, I've done no columns. I'm, well, I've done one now, but at, at, the outset, at the outset, starting off and having done no high school columns, it's like, you know, there's a million possibilities to go yeah. out there and hit. So um, I'm not yet at the point where I'm, I'm lining things up like got to be here, then there, and, and this, then that. It's like, boy, there's a, there's a bunch of things out there I can do and I can pick off as I kind of I – think, I think the summer will be important, Joel, for us in developing some, some long-term goals and kind of setting a pattern right. and a plan. But right now, 
um, being new to the role and, and the current um, hasn't had a, a columnist uh, on board for the last few months. So I can just kind of just get rolling. And, and um, like you said, news of the day pops up. Maybe that's a good column. Um, maybe something that we should have told a while back is worth writing about. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like it, it's a fun time because everything's fresh and new um, to me. So you take notice of a player or a coach or a program. And you say, boy, that's a, that's a story worth telling. Now, maybe in the big picture, you might organize differently what's important, uh, what might be need, to, uh, what might need to be told first or more often. Um, but right now, it's just kind of like what what piques my interest in a given week. Sure, and, and we'll go there and hit that. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, we're looking forward to uh, to seeing it. I'm curious. You mentioned uh, obviously, you know, the 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 people uh, is maybe the thing that uh, that interests you the most, and and sort of just sharing those stories. But I'm curious, as you said, you know, that there's going to be so many things uh, for you to cover, and uh, I'm sure there will be there will never be a shortage. Uh, but is there anything particularly? And, you know, and you're obviously not going to be writing about high school sports uh, all the time or even maybe the majority of the time. But I'm curious if there's anything about those high school sports stories in particular that you find appealing, you know, that's maybe different uh, than maybe some of the stories that you think you might tell about professional or, or college level, uh, you know, athletes or teams. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, even in this, this age of specialization, these are still kids, you know, um, still finding themselves mm-hmm. and you know they're at a, a very different point in their lives than say any professional athlete would be or any high profile college athlete would be so you're you're coming you're crossing paths with with kids who are really achieving and really doing something impressive um, for us to document on the athletic front but you know, you're also talking to kids who, who are 15, 16, 17, 18 years old, who many many of whom don't know, uh, you know, where they're going to college. Right. Um, you don't know what will become of their lives in years to come. Where, whereas, when you talk to college players and professional players, you know what's going to become of their athletic life because they've already developed that and mm-hmm. have worked towards the future, and um, in some cases, even developed a career. So. It's interesting to me, again, just kind of appreciating the, the human element in stories to check in and, and learn about and, and talk and tell the stories of kids who, who are still uh, gaining momentum in life uh, yeah. on and off the playing field. And, and that, that's, that's fun. It's fun to jump in at that part of the journey to see not only where these kids have come from and not only what they're doing presently, but where this all could lead them moving forward because things are at the high school level, things are really just starting to unfold for these kids in many ways in in their lives. So, um, you know, and then, then you see over the years players who came up through Connecticut and have gone on to do great things athletically. And it's just interesting to look back and say, boy, I remember that kid when he was, he was on the field of, of Connecticut. I mean, a George Springer, uh, I don't know why he popped into mind first, but I remember writing about him as a kid. And then you see him go off to the Houston Nationals and win the, the World Series MVP. Yeah. Um, so it's it's amazing what becomes of some of these kids. And it's not always um, on, on the athletic field. Sure. It doesn't have to be. I mean, I think a, a sports do amazing things for, for kids. And 
and and coaches do in helping guide them to to great things in life. So um, it's it's really a nice time to to get hold of their story when they're when they're really at the beginning of it still. Yeah, no question about it. That's uh, one of the th- certainly one of the things that uh, that draws uh, those of us here in this office and into, uh, into this work. So you mentioned the coaches, and I just yeah. wanted to uh, to to hit briefly on uh, you. You said sort of your at least one of your first columns was a, a feature on um, North DeMeo base or excuse me the North Haven baseball coach Bob DeMeo, who's uh, amazingly approaching 900 uh, career victories, which uh, sounds like it should be a misprint, yeah. but in fact is not. So uh, you know, obviously he's a a pr- fairly familiar figure, but maybe uh, you know folks weren't totally familiar with his story. Um, what what kind of jumped out at you and uh, or sort of stood out to you in that story uh, that that you wrote on Coach DeMeo from North Haven? Yeah, that was a fun one, Joel. Um, I had never met him before and was was aware of him, knew of him, mm-hmm. um, but didn't know him. So again, that was something that. Um, kind of going back to what I said a few minutes ago, that it just popped up. I realized that he was at, I think, 896 victories at the time. And like you just said, it's almost like you think it's a misprint Yeah. Um, when you see numbers like that. You see 896. Um, you see he's in year 60. I mean, <laughs> think about that. Who does one thing for 60 years? It's yeah. just incredible. So that, I mean, that puts the seniors on his first team in their late 70s. Yeah. You know, um, he's been coach of that team basically, I would, I would guess, almost since the, the birth of the grandparents of his current players. Yeah. Um, it's just what a, what a remarkable run. So I didn't know much about him, uh, much of anything about him personally when I went down there, but um, I did spend some time with him and his players and his wife and um, – just kind of hit on the the highlights of his career and his life, and you know what struck me is is just how much the guy loves what he's doing, and um, you know I think he's he said he's getting a little sad these days because every time he drives to the field, the thought of is this my final season does creep into his mind. Sure, and and also, you know, when guys like me swoop in and, and want to <laughs> do his story. Of course, what, one of the things we ask him is, how long are you going to do this for? Yeah. Is, you know, is this your last year? So um, I think he could do without that um, because he's just going to do it as long as he, uh, first of all, as long as he loves it. And I can tell you he still loves it. And then um, as long as he's comfortable and physically able to do it. And he's certainly slowed down a little bit. He's had some issues. He had to miss a season recently because of um, a knee injury and, surgery and an infection that developed so um you know his leg gives out he can't play tennis anymore which he loves so you know he's he's slowed down a little bit and he knows eventually that it won't make sense for him to to be at the diamond every single day but right you know who knows when that you know he's they have a good team again this year yep um he wants to win another state title which would be number six and who knows maybe he gets it but i can tell you i know you know again not knowing him can't pretend to know him very, very well, but um, I got to know enough about him that day uh, to know that he still loves what he's doing. So more power to him. Keep yeah. going. 
Yeah, that's uh, as you say, you know, you sort of uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you see the numbers, but it, it, once you start uh, reading the stories like that and really thinking about it, it's uh, yeah, as you said, 60 years in one job is uh, <laughs> doing one thing is, is just unbelievable. Unreal. As you say, the sort of scope of uh, of impact is uh, is pretty remarkable. So that's yeah, uh, the, li- the lives he's been in touch with and the changes he's he's seen in, in not only his sport, but in, in society, you yeah. know. Uh, 1959 was his first year um, coaching that team. So just what a what a remarkable run. Yeah, no question about it. Well, it's uh, it's certainly a, a a good harbinger of things to come from you in uh, in the new position with the uh, with the current. It's a it's a great story. We hope folks will check it out. And uh, Mike, uh, I really appreciate the time. Good luck to you uh, with the of new course. position. Looking forward to seeing all kinds of good stories, uh, high school sports uh, related and and otherwise. And uh, and best of luck. Really looking forward to see what uh, what's going to come out of the current uh, with you in that new role. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Joel. Thank you for having me and. Uh, for reaching out and you know look forward to working with you and um, learning some more about story ideas you have and um, look forward to kind of immersing myself in in the high school scene a little bit as we move along here so thanks again great to talk to you Thanks so much to Mike for being with us. Uh, good conversation there. Really looking forward to uh, to seeing how he's going to uh, to uh, handle that new role with the current. And I expect some uh, some great writing uh, on all topics, including high school sports. You can check out that story he wrote on uh, on Coach Bob DeMeo from North Haven. It's a great story. Certainly somebody that uh, sports fans in Connecticut are familiar with. But uh, it's always great to kind of see folks uh, dive in and and do such a good job covering a particular topic like that. So thanks to Mike for being with us. Speaking of folks diving in and covering a particular topic, Pete Paguaga of uh, Game Time CT is our next guest. Pete has uh, been covering high school sports and, and high schools in Connecticut for uh, a number of years now since uh, since joining, getting moving to the state uh, after graduation. And uh, he's been in a number of different places, a number of different roles, and now he's back with Game Time CT. Wanted to reach out with him and, and talk about some of the projects that they've do, they're doing and, and some of the things they're doing to cover the world of high school sports in Connecticut. We have with us now Pete Paguaga of, uh, well, he, well, we'll say that he's uh, representing Hearst Media uh, Connecticut here today, but uh, Pete uh, recently got back with the, uh, the folks at Game Time CT in a new role for them, so we want to get in touch with him and talk a little bit about all the exciting things that they're doing covering high school sports. Pete, thanks for being with me. Hey, Joel. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. We are very happy to have you on. I was looking back through my archives here, and I think uh, you were one of our, believe it or not, one of our first uh, CIC cast guests back in 2013, and I don't think I've had you on oh since God. then. And that was, uh, at that? that point, I knew you as uh, as Pete Paguaga of the Torrington Register Citizen. You've been uh, a number of different places since then, and uh, and now found your way back to, to Hearst CT working for, for Game Time CT. So, Tell folks a little bit about kind of what your uh, what your role is now with Game Time and, and what uh, made you want to go back to uh, to work in there and uh, and covering high school sports for Game Time. Yeah, sure. Right after that, uh, I'm when I started back at uh, at Game Time in March. I'm the uh, the senior producer to Game Time CT. I work uh, with Sean Patrick Bowley, who's the executive producer, and basically what we're doing is you know we maintain the site, we do a lot of digital work, and we try to enhance you know. With uh, enhanced, you know, our website with digital stuff brought, you know, all the writing that's brought to us by our uh, the writers all throughout Hearst. Um, you know, ha- having the opportunity to go back to game time was something that I always thought about in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the ability to work with Sean, 
uh, Bowley, Joe Morelli. Um, you know, those are two of the guys that I respect the most in this industry, and be able to work with them again is something that I couldn't ever thought about. And, uh, you know, I learned so much from them when I was at the Torrington Register Citizen when we were all part of the same company. I got to work with them and learn so much. And then, so to work again with the two of them is, you know, something that I never thought would be possible. And then when Hearst bought the Register, which included game time, last year they added so many great reporters uh, from the Hearst company, Scott Erickson, Ryan Lacey, Doug Bonjour, uh, all those kind of guys now that I get to work with them and, yep. and collaborate on projects and, and do podcasts with Scott or do videos on stories with Doug and just getting to go out and work with all those reporters is something that I, I couldn't pass up. No question about it. It's, uh, it, it's You guys have quite the, uh, quite the conglomerate there and, uh, and are doing such a great job covering uh, sports, uh, certainly uh, in, in New Haven County, Fairfield County, and, and really all over the state. So you talked about, uh, yeah. you know, you're kind of trying to add a digital element, uh, you know, to the written word there at Game Time CT. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, what that entails. What kind of things, what kind of uh, projects are you trying to, uh, to add to the, to the Game Time CT uh, repertoire there? Yeah, so you know, right off the bat is just our, our video highlights. You know, Sean Sean has done a great job of doing that. So I'm just trying to add to that. You know, going to different games outside the area. You know, whether it's going to Waterford for baseball or Windsor for baseball or you know, went to Seymour for softball. You know, just trying to get out there and mm-hmm. go uh, to different parts of the state that you know we might not have a, a heavy you know might not have a lot of reporters in and. Um, so doing game highlight films and tweeting out highlights during the game so people who can follow along can really see what's going on. You know, just trying to do that. And then, you know, digital stuff, some projects. You know, we Scott and I obviously started uh, the High and Tide Baseball Podcast, which, you know, has been, I would say, a success so far because, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from not only parents but, you know, high school athletes and baseball players who listen to it. You know, guys have reached out to us and are like, oh, we listen to it with the team, uh, you know, we listen, you know, driving to games and doing whatever, so that's been really great. Um, you know, the baseball podcast is just is just the first step in what we hope will be a bigger network of podcasts. Um, obviously, come football, you know, a couple of years ago, me, Sean, uh, Kyle Brennan over at the Republican American and Laxworm had a football podcast, mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of went away over the past couple of years, so... You know, we definitely want to do another football podcast and, you know, highlight some of the bigger sports, whether it's boys soccer, girls soccer, uh, you know, boys and girls basketball and, you know, baseball and softball come next spring. And, you know, we have so many, you know, great writers and, and intelligent and, uh, you know, you know, some of the best writers in their specific sports that it's so easy to do. You know, you look at Joe Morelli. You know, we do a basketball podcast with Joe Morelli. Who's not going to listen? I mean, Joe Joe is the it guy for, for boys basketball throughout the state. Yep. So having him sitting in front of a mic talking about boys basketball, I mean, that's something that, I mean, I, w- I would listen to, you know, even if even if I wasn't a part of it. You know, right. you know what I mean? Yep. So we have all these guys at our disposal and so many talented and well, you know, known, well-informed reporters that it kind of makes it easy at this point, you know? Yep. No question, and uh, that there's a reason that some of those folks that you named are some of my uh, my go-to uh, calls when I need guests for the uh, the CIAC cast. And I won't even uh, you know take any offense at you trying to move in on my corner here. The, the more <laughs> conversation about high school sports, the happier we are here at the CIAC. Exactly. So. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like I listen to when you guys have guys on. Um, I know, like 
Hand Network has a couple of our guys on occasionally. I listen to that. You know, it's all about, you know, yeah, there is that competition aspect and that competition element, but at the same time as we're all trying to, you know, promote or, or, or highlight these great high school athletes, and that's really what it's all about. Yep. Nope, no question about it. There's a, you know, a reason that for the, the CIC website, one of my favorite things to do every week is our, our linked up feature, which just, uh, you know, highlights great stories because that's, uh, that's what we yeah. care about. We don't care, you know, who's doing them, who's writing them, but just uh, let's get the stories yeah. out and get as many people seeing them as possible because there's so many good things happening around the world of high school sports that uh, that's yeah. what we should be focusing Absolutely. on. So. And, you know, it's a, re- it's a great thing, and I, and I read it every week. I like to see what other people are reporting. But, you know, it is great because there are so many different media, you know, landscapes at this point. Like, yes, there's us at game time. And, you know, you got the guy, you know, the, the people at the current, like some of the bigger papers. But there's so many other, like, blogs or, like, sites that just put up information and write stories that you kind of might not be able to see. So when you put that all together, you're really getting, you know, highlighting and expanding what everybody can read because almost every school is covered in some capacity. So that, so I, I thoroughly enjoy reading that every week. Yeah, no, I think that's the, as you said, the, the more coverage, the better. And, and we were lucky yeah. in Connecticut that uh, high school sports do get a lot of coverage, and that's a great thing. It's not like that in, in every state. Uh, we, we know that no, from back hey, and our colleagues up, around the country. I grew up. Yeah, I grew up on Long Island, and we did not have this coverage. Granted, I wasn't I wasn't one of the great athletes that I write about, <laughs> but uh, you know, we just didn't have this kind of high school coverage growing up in New York and on Long Island. And, and when I came to Connecticut, and it was kind of like our big thing, high school sports. I, I truly, once I started in Torrington, I was kind of new, and I just kind of like got I got like really into it, and like you see like the pure passion, and you know, maybe it's starting out covering really small towns that rally around their schools and it was just something that you couldn't it was just it was amazing you know yeah. it was just you know go the first year that i covered high school sports the thomaston girls basketball team made the run to the sun mm-hmm. and like the first of like their five straight runs and uh the entire town was there yeah. for a nine o'clock in the morning game on a saturday at mohegan sun which is not close to thomaston and the entire like you know everyone joked like you can rob the town right now because yeah. nobody's there. <laughs> and it was just something so cool and so special to be a part of. When they, like, filled out half of Mohegan Sun, it's like, you know, you really, at that moment, I really, like, was like, high school is awesome. And, yeah. like, I'm thoroughly enjoying what I'm doing, and I think this is something that I really want to do. And it kind of all developed into this, just started adding different things. Like, hey, Twitter's really popular. Let's use, you know, everyone loves Twitter, so let's use Twitter. And then, you know, the videos and everything just kind of, evolved every year and it's kind of awesome to be a part of it yeah no question about it you guys are doing some uh, some outstanding stuff it's uh it's certainly one of the the first places i check uh, every day when i'm trying to uh make sure i know what's going on in the world of high school sports so um you said as well, you said you've been, fun. <laughs> you've been out and about this spring you've been doing highlights you've been uh you know doing features you're working on your uh, your baseball podcast what are some of the interesting uh or stories or, or games or things that have caught your attention uh, so far in this spring season here as we're uh, a little less than a month now, believe it or not, uh, until the spring championships. Yeah, well, with the baseball podcast, it's just been really great to grasp the whole state and try and try and cover everything in the state. You know, like you mentioned before, like I've jumped around. I've had different jobs in the last six years, five years, at a lot of different papers. And I've covered, at this point, I've covered every conference but the ECC on a full-time basis. Mm-hmm. Now with game time, you know, we cover the whole state, but – you know, Torrington, uh, even New Haven for a little bit, then Norwalk, then Meriden. It was always different conferences. 
now it's everywhere, but I never got to cover the ECC. So when I went, I went to a Waterford Fitch baseball game at the beginning of the season, yeah. and I got to watch Mike Burrows for Waterford Fitch. He's going to UConn. It was the first time I went up there, or out there, wherever you're looking at on a map. <laughs> right. And, um, and it was just, it was so awesome, because you hear about all these ECC baseball programs, and they're, and they're truly, like, some of these programs are historical programs, Montville and Fitch, and even, you know, Waterford recently, and these guys, and they have all this history, Bacon Academy, so it was nice getting out there in ECC country, kind of going into Ned and, and Mike DeMaro's country mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. And, you know, it was a great game. And, and getting to watch Mike Burrow's pitch, I believe he struck out 13 batters that day through a complete game. And the kid's gone, he threw, he's, thrown, he's thrown two no-hitters this year. He's going to UConn. This is a kid that at another job I might not have ever heard about or, or gone to see until the state tournament. So it's been nice to be able to bounce around. I've gone and seen Holy Cross. Uh, Holy Cross and Sacred Heart play. Yeah, you know, in the NVL, I, I went up to Windsor for the CCC to watch. You know, Windsor, who's one of the better teams in in the in the state this year, and Weathersfield, who has three kids who are going Division One. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been nice to be able to go out and and kind of highlight you know all the baseball players across the state, not just one specific area. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. So that's been something that's been really great to do. Um, and, you know, as someone who loves baseball as much as I do, especially high school baseball, it's really nice to go out there and highlight everybody. And, and I feel like the podcast is something that not a lot of other people are doing, you know, sports-specific. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. You know, we definitely want to grow it and maybe get some interviews in the future and, you know, maybe next year or something like that. But right now we're just trying to, to get in there, you know, make our voices heard, kind of, you know, put it out there, see if people like it. The response has been great so far, like I said before. You know, we're getting listeners from all the, you know, throughout the entire state, all different conferences, all different teams. You know, we get the highlight we talk about. We try to talk about every conference, every show. So it's great. I'm pretty sure we've touched on, I would say, like 70 or 80% of the teams in the state at some point. Yeah. So that's been really awesome. Yeah. You know, and and getting to work with a guy like Scott. I mean, Scott, you know, Scott loves his baseball uniforms. Uh, Him and I both get along in in terms of talking about food whether it's pretzels or hot dogs at games. And he's someone who's just as passionate as baseball about baseball as I am. So it makes it really fun when him and I get together. No question. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good listen. I uh, encourage folks to check it out, the High and Tight podcast uh, on Game Time CT. You talked about... Uh, you know, some of the things that you're hoping with the, to, to do in the future, uh, you know, expanding the podcast network and, and things like that. Just uh, what about it for the spring season and then the, the spring championships coming up here, uh, believe it or not, uh, as I said, uh, coming right around the corner. Anything uh, in particular fans should be looking for from uh, from you on Game Time CT as we, we do this sprint here to the spring championship uh, conclusions? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we still, you know, the baseball podcast we're going to be hitting conference tournaments next week and then we're going to be giving our state tournament previews also we're going to be debuting um we're going to be debuting a softball two-part podcast at the end of the season all right uh, one before the state tournament preview is going to be myself and ryan lacy who's done an amazing job as uh as uh, game time uh, softball beat writer this year mm-hmm. done an absolutely incredible job so him and i are going to sit down we're going to talk we're going to preview the uh the state tournaments all four classes Maybe even give our predictions so people can tell us that we're wrong. Um, we're going to get in there, talk a little bit about softball, and then we're going to do an end-of-the-year softball one, kind of recapping the season uh, after all the championships. Uh, we're going to do the same thing for, for high and tight baseball, too, but the softball one will be new. Uh, you know, we're really hoping to bring, you know, highlights from all the championship games, 
uh, as well on our site, just like we did for the basketball and the hockey. You know, right. for the basketball and the hockey championships, we had we had three highlight packages for all three hockey championships, and we had nine highlight packages for all nine basketball games. Um, so that's something that we're going to try to do in the spring. Um, it's a little different with the spring with, you know, baseball's all in the same spot, but softball kind of bounces around, boys lacrosse in the same spot. So it, it depends on, you know, kind of when you guys come out with the schedule, we'll be able to kind of figure it out more. Yep. But I can tell you that I will be at all four baseball championships doing highlights at Palmer, and we're definitely going to be having highlights and photos and, and coverage of the entire state tournament, you know, no matter, you know, where it is, every sport, you know. So we're going to be, we're going to be preparing for that. Uh, it's pretty nice, pretty exciting. Uh, we just we just uh, launched our our newsletter at Game Time, which is kind of awesome. I don't know if people want to sign up um, at Game Time CT. You can sign up for our newsletter right. that uh, Sean that Sean and I put together every night. It's been mainly Sean so far, so I got to give him credit. He's done an amazing <laughs> job with it. But uh, basically, highlighting some of our best stories, our podcasts, uh, some really funny tweets or interesting tweets that we see in the world of high school sports are embedded into it. So it's pretty cool. It's a nice little recap roundup of, like, you know, the best of the state. You get it every morning at, like, 8, 8.30 in the morning. It's pretty awesome. Very good. Well, we look forward to all of that. And uh, as, as you can hear in the background there, Pete, uh, he mentioned he's a baseball fan. He's made his way to Dunkin' Donuts Park for a, uh, a day game today. So uh, we don't want to take up too much of his time when he's trying to enjoy some baseball. But doing a great job, Pete. We really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of the spring championships. And uh, maybe we'll catch up with you again once uh, once things wrap up. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Joel, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always good getting to talk. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll run into you at the state finals or something like that. Absolutely, we will be there as well. Good luck. Thanks to Pete for being with us, squeezing us in there while he's uh, enjoying a, a day baseball game. Although I'm not sure the weather was all that nice, but uh, some of the pictures he posted on Twitter suggested he was enjoying himself at the game. He also mentioned uh, one of his good friends was umpiring, so he uh, certainly was uh, was uh, heckling uh, throughout the game. I'm sure uh, to let his friend know that uh, let him know his presence was uh, was at the contest. So we thank Pete very much for being with us. They're doing such a great job covering high school sports at Game Time CT and uh, with that plethora of, of staff that they've got uh, up and down Fairfield County and then the Shoreline and uh, up into uh, New Haven County. Really a wonderful job that they're doing covering high school sports. So we appreciate Pete being on the phone with us. We appreciate Mike Anthony as well from the Hartford Current and Nick Delizio from uh, North Brantford. Thanks to them all. We hope you enjoyed those conversations. Once again, be sure to check out CICsports.com. Bookmark that Tournament Central page. It is going to be critical. That's where you can find all of your CIAC tournament information for the spring season. It is coming up fast. They will be uh, the, the playoffs will be off and running here before we know it, assuming the weather ever cooperates with us this spring. It has been a, uh, a dreadful spring weather-wise, as I'm sure is not a, uh, not a revelation for anybody here. But uh, check that out. Sign up for email text alerts uh, from the CIAC for uh, schedule changes. Follow us on Twitter, at CIAC Sports. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. Post different things on, uh, on all of our social media channels. Follow our Instagram account. We're trying to build that bad boy up and, uh, and hoping to have some, some good uh, visual content there, uh, uh, particularly during tournament time as we, uh, as we move forward. So 
Lots of good ways to follow the CIAC and get updates and information on uh, our spring schedules, our spring's championships, and uh, and just as we move through, uh, any interesting stories that we're sharing. So please follow us uh, in all of those social media channels. And again, uh, listen and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, subscribe to us there, subscribe through the Google Play uh, app or on Stitcher. And if you do listen to us on, uh, on iTunes, please rate us and leave us a review. That would be uh, a wonderful thing as well. And again, thanks to our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Their message is uh, about uh, having a designated driver and about uh, not being a distracted driver are incredibly important. So all of that said, we thank you so much for being with us. Once again, I'm Joel Cookson. We're going to get that new theme music to play us out once again. We hope you'll be uh, back with us when we return. And I'm planning on sticking to my schedule here. So we'll be back in another uh, two weeks with another edition of the CIC cast. Have a great weekend, folks. <laughs>